Welcome to the What the Fuck Is That podcast, where we ask the age-old question of what the fuck is that? I'm your host, Jess. I'm Jen. And it is a day. It's been a day. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a a very long day. Yeah, I feel like Daylight Savings was just like, which, first of all, did we do it? Did we save the daylight? I think the answer is no. Probably not, no. But anyways, I feel like it's just like fucked up my whole schedule. Oh, yeah. And I don't know what day it is or what's happening. And here we are. Yeah. But it also seems like your kids go to sleep a little bit easier right now because they're going to bed technically an hour later than what they usually do. That's true. And they also haven't been napping. Yeah. So So that's fun, too. (laughs) So at least there's that, but it's also a little whack. However, I am going to give an unpopular opinion. Okay, go. I kind of like daylight savings time. Ugh, I, I kind of like when this happens sometimes. Okay. Not all the time. Okay. Okay. Like at first, it's really great. I love it because... I get an hour back, you know, whatever, quote unquote, an hour back. Quote unquote. (laughs) I don't know. It's just, I'm a night person. You know, I've always been a night owl. Yeah. And so to me, like, this is the time that I thrive until it gets to the point of like the winter and cold and then my seasonal depression just hits my regular depression. I think that's my (laughs) issue is like when it starts getting darker sooner, like I am very much a night owl. Like I stay up pretty late. Yeah. But I am still a delicate little flower (laughs) and I really need sunshine to thrive. So when there's less sunshine in the day, the little flower in me just kind of withers up in the seasonal and the seasonal depression hits harder. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I I'm just a precious little flower. <laughs> I think for me it's nice because I have patients who even though yes, it's getting colder, they've been in the hospital for weeks now. And so they still want to go outside. So in that time that there is sunlight, I get to go out there with them and sit with them and talk with them a little bit. Well, that's and, nice, at least. Yeah, so it's it's a nice little break every now and then. And then we also have some pretty big windows that shine through our hospital. Yeah, so, so that makes it a little less cooped up. Yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. Maybe that's why. I'm just, I'm a really weird person. I think we've already established yeah, that. Yeah, you are. I'm okay yeah, with Yeah, you are. <laughs> Thank you. You go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> I said that to somebody the other day, and they're like, what is that? I'm like, Mean Girls. It's yeah. Mean Girls. Yeah. I speak in movie quotes or TV show quotes constantly. <laughs> yeah, you do. But it's okay because I do it back. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I had... So I was in a music sorority at my school. Yeah. And I had given a gift to one of my sisters, and it was a movie night. And so I did, like, popcorn and soda and some candy, and then I put in my favorite movie of all time, which is The Princess Bride. Yes. She's like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch this, because I told her it was my favorite movie. She watches it that night, she comes to school the next, so she's like, 
I understand all of the phrases you use now. <laughs> and I went, um, excuse me? And they go, there's one quote in particular that you say a lot that I don't think you realize you say a lot. And I didn't know where it was from until now. And it's the, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> Apparently, I said that a lot. You did. You still do sometimes. And, but they're like, I never knew what you were talking about. And now I understand. Right now, you quote a lot of Gilmore Girls and Mean Girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just random phrases. I'm on like random phrase kicks. Yeah. Or community. You you do that one a lot. Yeah. Well, okay. Miss Maisel, too. The Spanish song is fun. Miss Maisel is also good. But it's also it's... created by the same person. That for also helps. Yeah. Kill more girls. So. ASP gets my humor on so many levels. Yeah. Like, she is my vibe and i dig it uh, so good which if you like gilmore girls oh. you will like the marvelous mrs Maisel. yeah it's uh, it's pretty good of what i've seen yeah it's lorelei gilmore but as a 1950s comic it's so good it's so yeah. good <laughs> that's the best description you could give yeah it's uh Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. There's also a shit ton of characters or like a shit ton of actors who were in Gilmore Girls that are yeah. in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, I've seen that. So like Paris is a big character in this. I love that. So is, um oh, the high school bully with the red hair. And then she comes back in the oh. revival. Oh, Yes. Uh, Franny. Yes. There we go. Yes. Okay. So she's in. She plays the manager's sister. The girl who plays Midge's manager is the heart player in oh, the first yeah. couple of episodes. Which, which, did you know she was supposed to, First of all, she's married to Jackson in real life. Is she really? And she was supposed to play Suki. What? Yes. That would have been so different. So different. So incredibly different. But yeah, so she's in this show. She's fucking fantastic. I associate her with Lizzie McGuire. <gasps> yes, I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> Fuck off. That's how I associate her. <laughs> oh my gosh. I loved her in that. And I will always, always quote like while we're watching it with her because she just cracks me up that's ridiculous okay let's see let's see who else i can name that's in gilmore girls that's in miss Maisel. kirk sean gunn yeah doyle okay um oh lorelei's sleazy boyfriend with the weird dog oh uh jason jason he's in it <laughs> I really like his character in this. Um, Rory has like a quick pass by. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So the guy, Bootsy, uh -huh. in Gilmore Girls, who owns the newspaper stand. Yeah, yeah. Is a main character in Gilmore Girls. Which I realized the other day while watching the revival with you. 
because Bootsy was talking and I go, oh, yeah. I I can't remember his name now, but uh, Jackie, he plays Jackie in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And I went, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, I lost it. That was so exciting for me. Uh, it's it's so good. I think that's all of them. Oh, no, I forgot the biggest one. Who? Mrs. Kim? Gilmore herself. Oh, Laura like Gilmore. No. Oh, Emily. Emily. That's right. Emily Gilmore was in it. She plays a fucking badass in this one. Yeah. She's like a matchmaker, but she like like a mob matchmaker. Like <laughs> she'll fuck you up yeah it was great oh my gosh so good such a good show but yeah so unfortunately this is not a gilmore girls podcast <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> i could definitely do that but this you is not a really gilmore could. girls podcast this is wtf is that anyways so if you like whatever the fuck is going on here be sure to check out our instagram our instagram is wtf is that pod over there, you can find the link to our link tree. Our link tree houses all the links to all of our fun little items. It has our Spotify, our Patreon, our Amazon wish list, as well as the link to our creepy campfire stories. While our creepy campfire stories have already come out for our Halloween season, we are always taking in new submissions so that way we can put out other episodes later of everyone's creepy submissions. Yeah. But yeah, so that was that. And let's head into this week's episode. Hey, Jess. Hey, Jen. Have you ever heard of the Axeman? What the fuck is the Axeman? I'd fucking love to tell you. That's a horrifying name. I know. First off the bat, like, the imagery that that puts <laughs> in your head. Like, you, there is no fucking question about what that is. Nope. It's not like the Night Stalker. It's <laughs> the Axeman. There was a man and an axe. You should be alarmed. Yeah, probably. Probably. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So this case takes place in New Orleans, so Louisiana. Nolens. <sighs> You've already made fun of my accent once today. <laughs> More than once, actually. I mean, to no, be fair. No, I was fair. actually, like, complimenting you on your lack of accent, because I heard oh, it. Oh, okay, like, thanks. Who the fuck are you? Because even I call it Nolens. <laughs> You said it, and I was like, New Orleans? Because... This is in New Orleans. Because I knew you would say something if I said it <laughs> my normal way. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just going to make fun of you for not saying it the normal way. Fuck off. Whatever. It was in this area along with some surrounding counties. So the Axeman was a nickname given to a serial killer who was never identified or apprehended for his horrible crimes. The amount of times that happens is really concerning. Wait, so what time frame was this? I'm about to tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. I was too excited. Yes, you were. (laughs) He was active between May 1918 to October 1919. Oh, so that's a short window of time. Yes, it is. That's so weird. Yeah. Wait, so is this the same one that they have the American Horror Story? Probably. They 
Oh, you haven't watched it. It's I have not. a subplot in Hotel. It's really weird. <laughs> we'll have to watch it together. Okay, Hotel is a good. good one, and I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, sounds good. It's the Lady Gaga one. Oh, okay, got you. But yeah, so he was named the Axeman due to striking most of his victims with his signature weapon, an axe. No. Yeah. So, like, did he bring his own axe? Did they find an axe on the scene? Whenever an axe would be used <laughs> as a weapon, it always belonged to the victim. No. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, it's 1818, 1819. Like, everyone has an axe. You gotta chop wood, like... Yeah, this meant that he would attack or kill his victims with their own axe. That's insane. Yep. That's, <laughs> And the fact that, like, you knew that was coming next. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you asked that. Yeah. Just perfectly well, let I'm me in. Well, I'm just thinking, like, some of them are just, like, crimes of opportunity when they're things like that, where they use items in the own home to then commit the murder. Yeah. They're not, like, planned attacks. Yeah. So, so I'm curious if he had, like, a victimology or something. I, in my head, no. Because okay. he's kind of all over the place. So that would make but, sense with opportunity then. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll get into that. Okay. Okay. Do you want to know how he would get in to his victims' homes? Oh, God, what? <laughs> so he would sneak into the homes uh, for a while. Let me redo that. He was known to sneak into his victims' homes, and for a while, police didn't know how he did it. That's concerning. Yeah. It was later seen that he would chisel a small hole about the size of a small dog or cat and would squeeze himself through. How did no one know this was happening? They wouldn't notice because the hole was so small and in such an area that, like, it was kind of hard to notice at first. But, like, the people living there, how did they not notice? Because I feel like that's not, like, a one-day thing that you can do. Because somebody's going to hear it. Like, that's not a... I don't know. I don't know how thick... What? Yeah, I don't know how thick these walls were back then. I don't... I don't know. I don't know, man. I wasn't there. I'm I just wasn't. reading the notes. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild, though. I... Yeah. That's how he would get through. No. <laughs> it's known there are no other motivations other than the intent to kill. Um, cause his victims were never robbed and they were never sexually assaulted. What the fuck? Yeah. So two brothers, Damon and Colin Wilson, who are criminologists, believe the Axeman murdered male victims only when he wasn't able to get his intended target. A woman. Okay. Which I mean would make sense because a lot of serial killers are also women haters. Yeah. For whatever reason. No, mommy issues, duh. 
Well, some, yeah, a lot of mommy issues. (laughs) But, like, some of it's, like, religious trauma-based. Some of it's, like, abuse-based. There's a lot of subcategories into the mommy issues. I mean, that makes sense to me, but also that fits with the whole crime of opportunity, you know? Because it's like, oh, okay, well, I meant to get this woman, but there's a man here instead. But I'm still going to take this opportunity to kill this man. You'll see why in a moment. Okay. Okay. So another theory, though, uh, before we move on, is his motivations was to promote jazz music. And we'll get into why a little later. Oh, I love music. Let me just murder some people so everyone knows. Well, again, we'll get to it in a little bit. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about his victims. His first victim, or the first victim we're going to talk about, is Joseph and Catherine Maggio. The couple was attacked on May 23rd, 1918, while the two were asleep. Their throats were slit with a straight razor before their heads were bashed in with an axe. Uh, why slit their throats and then still bash in with the axe? Uh, my theory is to immobilize them immediately and then to get the anger out. I don't know. But it seems like the slitting of the throat makes you want to make it quick. That's actually not quick at all. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I guess it's quicker and more guaranteed than him just bashing with an axe. Honestly, bashing with an axe would probably be quicker. Really? Yeah. Mm. Because... Your brain is so sensitive, and if hit in one very specific spot, you're out like that. You're gone. Oh, shit. As to where you slit someone's throat or the carotid and jugular arteries are, carotid artery and jugular vein are slit, you bleed out in two to three minutes. Also, if he slits the throat first, he's going to slit the... Vocal cords. When, yeah. Yeah. So then there's no screaming. Yep. I mean, makes it easy for him to get in and out. No one can be like, oh, yeah, I heard screaming coming from the other way. Yep. Fuck. So, yeah. This man was sadistic. Well, no. Psychotic. What am I trying to say? Sadistic's right. Right? Sadistic's right? Yeah. Okay. Great. Like, to think with sadism? Yeah. Um, I don't know. My brain told me that I was wrong for a minute. Nope, your brain was wrong for thinking you were wrong. Okay, great. It was just a wrong sandwich. (laughs) That's a great way to start the show, right? Yeah, we're just off to... Where was I going with this? I don't know. We're just off to a great start? Yeah, but there was something about a bat coming to mind and I... What? Off to a great start right off the bat. There There we go. go. I was like, what? Like there was something about a bat. <laughs> Anywho, the next victim we're going to move on to uh, was attacked on June 27th, 1918. This so is wait, when was the first one again? This is June 27th. When was the first one? May 23rd. Okay. So, so about less a than month. a month. About a month. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, a little over a, a month. A little over. This is Harriet Lowe. And her partner, Louis Louie, however you want to pronounce it, Bessumer, uh, 
they were assaulted in the back of a grocery store. Oh. Yeah. Lewis or Louie was clubbed with a small hatchet above his right temple, and Harriet was cut over her left ear. With a hatchet as well? Mm Mm-hmm. Both survived the attack, but many believe this wasn't a case of the Axeman, but it is attributed to him because of the hatchet. I mean... That seems way off his regular MO. Yeah. I would be surprised, wouldn't be surprised if this was just an isolated attack. Yeah. Someone trying to pass it off as the axe man. On August 5th, 1918, Anna Schneider was attacked in her home. She was eight months pregnant at the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, but like if we aren't attributing the last one to the axe man. Okay. That means that the first one would have been at the end of May. Yes. And this is at the beginning of August. It is. So it was so some like time. Two and a half months. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Which, I mean, kind of makes sense. Some serial killers kind of cool off. You know, like there's some time between their kills. Yeah. And it's, I'm curious to see if it's like usual serial killers where the time in between kills will get shorter. Shorter. They devolve. Be- yeah, yeah. Because the, it's like an addict. Like, the longer that you use it, the quicker you're going to need additional hits because yeah. your body just gets used to that feeling. Yeah. You just want to do more and more. So, yeah. yep. We'll see. We'll see it. <laughs> yeah. But to go to like an eight month pregnant woman. Holy shit. Yeah. So she actually woke up to a silhouette standing over her. No. She was suddenly struck in the face. Luckily, she survived her injuries and gave birth to a healthy baby girl two days later. Oh, thank God. Yes. So at least he he does leave some of his victims to survive. I wonder which one he chooses. I don't know. That's my question. Like, I wonder if he had gone in with the intent to kill whoever was there and then realized she was pregnant and went, mm, no. It's possible because... If he was just standing there and she woke up to him, like, to a silhouette there, yeah. and then she struck. Yeah, as if to be like, I don't want you to see me, but I'm also not going to kill you. Yeah. So, I could see that. Because, like, it feels like if he was going to murder her right off the bat, he would have done what he did the first time and slit the throat so no one could hear her. Exactly. And then taken out the rage. Exactly. So, on August 10th, five days later... Oh, shit. Joseph Romano, an elderly man, was attacked in his bedroom. His nieces, Pauline and Mary Bruno, were staying with him when they heard commotion in his room. They managed to catch the Axeman fleeing the scene. Two days later, Romano died from severe head trauma. Fuck. So, it almost sounds like... He had gone in the first time with the girl with the intent to kill her. Mm-hmm. Didn't. Yep. And then a couple of days later, still had to get that feeling out. Tried again. Yeah. Yep. And was successful. Yep. This case didn't take place in New Orleans, but in Gretna, uh, Louisiana. Okay. Which is a town nearby. Oh, okay. So, which I mean would make sense. Mm-hmm. So, Charles, I'm so sorry to 
butcher this last name. Cortimiglia. You tried. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> His wife, Rosie, and their infant daughter, Mary, were attacked on March 10th, 1919. Okay, so, oh, so we're in March now. Yeah, so there were a couple other, like, attacks uh, that were mentioned in the research, but a lot of them were just, like, scares. Um, nothing really so, physical or brutal. Yeah, no, nothing. So I just kind of skipped forward. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but these other attacks were kind of evenly spaced out until they're getting closer together, just like you said. But, like, it shows ramping up, you know? Yeah. If he's doing these little things in between, it's showing he's ramping up to other things. Oh, just wait. Just wait. Are you ready? I. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I'm just waiting Give for your... Give it to me! I'm just waiting for your comment of, like, oh, God... Because you always do that. No, give it to me now. I want to know. All give right. Me that hot goss. Mm, you're going to wish that you didn't say that. The sugar is also hitting me right now. I can so. tell. I, but I'm extremely tired, but sugar is hitting me at the same time. <laughs> so they were attacked on March 10th, 1919. Okay. Neighbors came to their aid after hearing screams. They found Rosie with a serious head injury, clutching her dead child. Oh. <gasps> Yeah. That's weird that he wouldn't kill the pregnant woman, but killed the kid. Yep. Weird. Yep. Yeah, so there's literally no consistency in no. his victimology. Not at all. And I'm pretty sure in this case, uh, Charles and their daughter, Rosie, both died. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the daughter, Mary, died. And Rosie, the wife, lived. Wow, the amount of survivor's guilt that poor woman has. Yeah. I could not imagine going through that. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So the last thought victim was Mike Pepitone. We're going to go with that? Sure. On October 27th, 1919. So we went from March to October. So again, like these are big breaks in between the big stuff. Yeah. Mike was assaulted after being hit over the head with an axe. Unfortunately, he didn't survive his wounds. The newspaper would print an incredibly descriptive scene of the murder. Oh, no. This was before, like, when media was just kind of lawless. Yeah. And they put all kinds of crazy shit in the newspaper. Yeah. So get ready for this, okay? Oh, we're going to read it. Mm -hmm. Yay! Blood splatter covered the majority of the room, including a painting of the Virgin Mary. Uh, why did we need all the details? <laughs> yeah. It's... Thank you for describing that crime scene to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how descriptive they were able to do that. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, we can put this in the news. It's fine. It's fine. What are they going to do? Say something? Now we're going to circle back around to that letter that okay. I mentioned earlier. I'm going to go ahead and read this and we'll put the link in the description as well. It starts off, Hottest Hell, March 13th, 1919. Okay, we're off to a great start. Like, <laughs> love some alliteration. 
esteemed mortal of New Orleans, the Axeman. They have never caught me, and they never will. They have never seen me, for I am invisible. Even as the ether that surrounds your earth, I am not a human being, but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell. I didn't know demons could write. <laughs> did you know demons could write letters? I did not. That's wilden. Right? Also, baby, they have seen you. Like, that's that's why they know. Yeah. That's how they know. People, have, they've literally seen you. They don't understand. <laughs> no. No. They've literally seen you running away. Literally, baby. Like, <laughs> I didn't know. I thought demons could just like pop into places. I didn't know they need to chisel little dog-sized holes. Well, not only that, I didn't know that demons just run away in fear. <laughs> As they run away. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. I don't think so either. But okay, I mean like, go Glen Coco. <laughs> so it says... I am what you Orleanians and your foolish police call the Axeman. When I see fit, I shall come and claim other victims. I alone know whom they shall be. I shall leave no clue except my bloody axe, be smeared with the blood of whom I have sent below to keep me company. If you wish, you may tell the police to be careful not to write me. Of course, I am a reasonable spirit. I take no offense at the way they have conducted their investigations in the past. In fact, they have been so utterly stupid as to not only amuse me, but his satanic majesty, Francis, Joseph, etc. But tell them to beware. Let them not try to discover what I am, for it were better that they were never born than to incur the wrath of the axeman. I don't think... I don't think there is any need of such a warning, for I feel sure the police will always dodge me, as they have in the past. They are wise to know how to keep away from all harm. Undoubtedly, you Orleanians think of me as a most horrible murderer, which I am, but I could be much worse if I wanted to. If I wished, I could pay a visit to your city every night. At will, I could slay thousands of your best citizens, and the worst for I am in close relationship with the angel of death. Now, to be exact, at 12.15 earthly time on next Tuesday night, I am going to pass over New Orleans. In my infinite mercy, I am going to make a little proposition to you people. Here it is. I am very fond of jazz music, and I swear by all the devils in the nether regions that every person shall be spared in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at the time I have just mentioned. Like if, a full band? Like an actual... Basically jazz music in general. Oh, okay. I'm like, he wants full fucking <laughs> bands at all these homes? <laughs> yeah, just jazz music in general. If everyone has a jazz band going, well then so much the better for you people. One thing is certain, that is that some of you people who do not jazz it out on that specific Tuesday night, if there be any, will get the axe. Well, I am cold and crave the warmth of my native Tartarus? Tartarus? I don't know. Tartarus. Okay. And it is about time I leave your earthly home. 
I will cease my discourse, hoping that thou will publish this, that it might, that it may go well with thee. I have been, am, and will be the worst spirit that ever existed, either in fact or realm of fancy. That was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot to write and think out. Yeah. I, okay. Obviously, people were panicked as it was about the axe man. So this letter makes everyone basically hysterical. Yeah. It's weird to me that he's also playing on, like, the Passover, too. Like, yeah. oh, if you play music, oh, if you smear lamb's blood on your door, yeah, you'll be spared. I'm actually really impressed that you know that. I don't know why that is my immediate <laughs> first thought. <laughs> I, okay, I do know why it was my first thought, actually. Because I always thought the Passover was fucking wild. Because of the uh, lamb's blood? We're going to kill children <laughs> whose parents don't put lamb's blood above the door? Okay. I mean, what about uh, killing every baby boy in Egypt? Look, there is a lot of wild shit that has <laughs> happened in the Bible. However, on the 19th, dance halls, discos, bars, and even honky-tonks. Honky-tonks! I knew I shouldn't have put that in there. (laughs) Oh, God. You said it so unironically, too. I could hear you trying to get past it. It's like, oh... No, no, bitch. (laughs) How is a honky-tonk different than those other things? It doesn't matter because I'm not going to explain it. Can you tell me? No. Why not? Because. Because why? You know exactly why. (laughs) Well, what if our listeners don't know what a honky-tonk is? Google it. (laughs) Find another Texan. First person to comment what it is will get a prize. Get my undying gratitude. Exactly. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. So what did what happened at the honky tonks? They all employed jazz bands. Trained or inexperienced. They're like, we don't fucking care. Just get your bitch ass in here. Yep. They paid them to play until dawn. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of parties happened that night, blaring jazz music out the windows. That night, there were no murders. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Like, like a little weird that a whole city <laughs> just, listened. Just shuts down and They're listens like, to jazz music. No, he left a letter, guys. Like, we better... Oh, wait, it gets better. Oh, God. Okay. To this day... It is Nola tradition to play jazz pretty much everywhere from March 13th through the 15th to ward off the Axeman's Fury. That's wild. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's isn't it so the best, weird though? that they're like immortalizing that? A little bit, yeah. Like, that's wild to me. Yeah. They are literally like, okay. I understand, like, ooh, the letter's spooky, but, like, 
he's still a guy that committed murder and you're like, ah ha ha, he's just a little silly demon. No, he's an unsolved murderer. Are you ready for why they continue it? Oh god, what? Because there's hauntings along with it. Of course there is. With that much brutality? Ugh. It's a true crime and a paranormal. It's a two-for-one special. All right, so let's get into some haunting, shall we? Ooh, my favorite type of things. All things spooky. The house where Joseph and Catherine Maggio were murdered uh-huh. is said to be haunted by their ghosts. And this is the first couple, right? Yes. Okay. People have reported screams and shrieks in the middle of the night on certain nights. It's also said the hospital where Joseph Romano was treated his restless spirit wanders the halls so i can definitely see the first couple being in embedded haunting if they're just hearing the shrieking over and over yeah and it's only at specific times and like certain days oh yeah so that would make sense to me it's just all of that energy from that happening there yeah but then the second one of him because he died at the hospital he didn't die in the house no yeah he ended up dying of his uh head trauma later yeah so like his energy and spirit just kind of being stuck in that area that he died Mm -hmm. it's wild yep according to legend the haunted hotel and yes that is the real name of the hotel the haunted hotel the haunted hotel i mean like if you're gonna do it i guess embrace it like exactly this hotel is believed to be the hotel where the axeman would sleep during his murder sprees okay so that's how they tied it into american horror story is it yes so it's american horror story hotel in case anyone wants to watch it or has it's my favorite season of American Horror Story. It has Lady Gaga in it. But he comes and stays and sleeps with one of the people. It's wild. They tie in so many big murderers. You'll see. I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah. Like, that's all I can really tell you without spoiling the main underlying plot. Okay. Got you. It's like Asylum where there's like the main story going on and you have to pay close attention because there's actually two or three. Isn't that the one that's based off of The Shining or something like that? It has elements. Okay. But it's based off of the murder hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah. And talking about murder hotels. It said his ghost actually remains at the hotel. The Axeman? Yeah. But... So, how do they know? Because <laughs> no one's supposed to know who he is or see his face. Do they just see him walking around with an axe? Basically, yeah. Ah. And then in the back of the hotel, there's a courtyard where people have reported like a strange or a dark vibe. Ew. Yeah, or even like a shadow. No. Yeah. Visitors have also reported seeing wandering shadows, pools of blood, capturing strange EVPs, and experience technical difficulties with cell phones. Out of all of those, pools of blood. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's a jarring thing to see regardless. Yeah. It's especially jarring. Um, when you don't know where it came from. Exactly. 
So do you see why they keep the tradition? Yeah, but like, holy shit. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where it's like, okay, we have to remember this was also a murderer, though. Like, this was a real person who killed people. Yeah. I don't know. Nola has a lot of weird traditions that are incredibly interesting, but I don't understand. So that's one of them. That's fun. Yeah. That was the Axeman of New Orleans. That was so good. Thank you for for all that. You're welcome. Just love that he's like, I just really, I'm a demon, but I really like jazz. <laughs> you like jazz? I was waiting for that. I was going to save it until the end. Of course you were. On that note, would you like to horrify us some more with whatever the fuck fact you have today? So I've been having a lot of mom guilt this week. Okay. Okay. I have a three-year-old Yorkie Poo who is the love of my life. He has not been getting a lot of my attention recently because I'm in school. I work. We do the podcast. I do a lot, you know. Um, so You're a busy woman. I am, you know, and I haven't gotten to spend a lot of time with him because I had midterms and practicals this week. Um, So he's been spending a lot of time with Nana and Papa, and I feel incredibly guilty about it. So we're going to kind of tie that into our spooky fact. Okay. Love that for us. Great. Are you ready? No, but you're going to tell me anyway. Absolutely, I am. (laughs) I think this is one you've heard me say before, though, so... We'll see how you react to it. So, well, I have probably forgot between then and now, to be honest with you. So, it's quite possible. It's probably going to happen. Probably. Probably. Alrighty. So, I have a tiny Yorkie Poo, like I said. Yes. You have a giant derp. <laughs> He's a Queensland healer <laughs> who is also a puppy. <laughs> He's like. Uh, where are we? We're in November. He's 11 months old. He's still a derp. I know, but he's still a baby. <laughs> okay, I have found that big dogs stay like derpy puppies for longer. Yes. Because they grow so much quicker. <laughs> And they don't know what to do with their bodies all the time. No. <laughs> like, the amount of times he just kind of, like, flails around. I'm like, you don't know how to control your body yet, do no. you? The fact that he still hasn't learned how to stop himself when he's running sometimes. <laughs> and it's he runs good... into the fence or yeah. the playground. He, it's a good thing he's not an actual working dog. He'd be yeah. fucked. <laughs> And when you got him, his paws were so big for his body. He had no idea what to do with them. He walked like he had flippers on his feet all the time. It was so funny. Oh, the baby. (laughs) The baby. The point is, you and I have dogs that love to play. Yes. Right? Gotcha. Okay. And they love the squeakers. Oh, yes. Right? I... No rocket has destroyed quite a few toys to get to the squeakers, which Romeo has done the same. Dogs actually love the squeakers because it reaches that primal instinct 
that they initially have because I mean they were hunters. Yeah. You know, they've evolved to what they are now. But it makes that initial instinct react to kill small prey. So they think it's their prey They're just that's like, crying yes, I am out. So dominant. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's... next time you hear your dog going crazy over a squeaker toy. They're thinking they're killing something for you. So, I mean, I guess that's love. Yeah, they're protecting you. Like, you know, I mean, he keeps bringing it to me, but. Well, it's like a trophy. Like, you see what I did? Did you see? That's true. All right. And with that, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Just a reminder, the very best way to help our show grow and boost us is to give us a like and rating over on Spotify. This lets the Spotify gods know that we are doing a fantastic job and you think other people should hear what a fantastic job we are doing as well. Also, be sure to head over to our Instagram. Our Instagram is WTFIsThatPod. Over there, you can find all of our pictures and announcements of new shows. You can also find our link. Our link tree takes you straight to our Spotify page our patreon our amazon storefront as well as our creepy campfire stories while we don't have a creepy campfire story set up yet we will be putting one in the work so be sure to send those in for the next episode and with that buy your dog some more squeaker toys so that way they can feel like dominant alpha killers Ha <laughs> <laughs>